Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. 21 major titles from one of the greatest players of all time in one of the most improbable victories of all time. 21, can you do something for me? You got to 22 at Roland Garros. Let's take a look at the odds to win the Australian Open presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Novak Djokovic, the heavy favorite, Jimmy. The only guy with negative odds in this entire draw. And then you got Taylor Fritz, plus 1,700. I think that's a good play. And these odds beg for some money on Rafa, huh? It's interesting to see Rafa there, fifth, sixth favorite. I mean, that's incredible in some ways. Djokovic, you got to believe the way he's played, the way every time he's in Australia, he plays remarkably well. That's the reason why he's the favorite. But uh, Rafa's done, you know, pretty well when he's gotten the three out of five sets. <laughs> he's the defending champion. Three out of five sets, it's, it's tough to yeah. pass Rafa most of the time. So, you know, if you had some money to spend, maybe you'd spend it in that direction. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Novak Djokovic, obviously heavy fit. He's won 34 straight matches in Australia. Hasn't lost there since 2018, Monica. Do you take him or do you take the field? I would like to see Novak Djokovic win another slam. Obviously, I think there's a lot of surprises. But there's a reason why I do not take predictions on the matches. is because, I mean, on a day like last night, I made the prediction and it didn't happen. So I'm going to say Novak Djokovic and there's a couple of others who can take it. So... Okay. Don't no, hold you me to get, it. Don't you, hold me to it. No, I mean, this, really this isn't like a specific match. This <laughs> yeah. is, you know, the whole, the whole event. The whole so event. you could literally take everyone else to win the or Novak. Or Novak is uh, the I'll question. Just, I'll do Novak. I'm going to go all in on that one. All right. For his 10th Australian Open title, Jimmy, what are you doing? I would have taken Novak, but you don't but like to I agree. Never agree with the other person, so I'm going field. Okay. <laughs> and who's your field? Like, who are you going to take in that? You field? told me I could have the whole field, so yeah. I mean, well, I'm asking the follow-up now. All right. Um, <laughs> Med. <laughs> very suspect Daniil Medvedev pick I mean, right it was, there. It was coming out, but no, I don't really feel. I don't know. I mean, I think Djokovic is the player to beat. Yeah, that's the truth of the whole He's, matter. And and. If he plays Nadal in a final, I actually switch it over to Nadal because I think Nadal handles the greatest of all time thing better than Djokovic does by a lot. Djokovic wants to be the greatest of all time. Nadal's able to just play one point at a time no matter who he's playing and where he's playing. It's amazing, actually. So if it comes down to that, those two, I actually will switch to Nadal. Uh, in terms of the odds, are people sleeping on Rafa? I mean, this guy's the defending champion, 22-time major winner. He's the fifth favorite? I mean, I wouldn't be sleeping on him. Every single time he gets on a court, every single player that he plays against is like, I'm going to have to run today. I'm going to have to do a lot of things right to even just try and get a point or a game, let alone a set or a match. So don't sleep on Rafa because he is going to come out ready, especially when it comes to a Grand Slam. Yeah, three out of five. Uh, I don't, you know. He's just Rafa's the, guy. the year so far. That's the problem. He's lost both of his He has, so but listen, coming into last year's Australian Open, nobody would have picked him, and then he won the whole thing. That's true. All right, let's talk about the women here. Iga Sviantek. Uh, listen, the last ten champions here, only two of them are, are in the draw. 
And that's Sophia Kennan, 2020, who's now ranked 280 in the world. And Victoria Azarenka, who won back in 2012 and 13. So with Iga being far and away the number one player in the world right now, is it safe to say we're going to have a new Australian Open champion? I definitely think so. And there are so many players who can actually take that title. It's a very wide open field in the women's draw. And Iga better watch out because a lot of players are feeling really great and are on fire right now. So the question that we posed before, Djokovic versus the field, you took Novak. Iga versus the field. I think I'm definitely going to take the field on this one. And uh, I'm liking either Pagula or Coco Golf to take it. I'm an American to win. For, uh, Sophia Ken, the last American to win a major on either side in singles, Jimmy. Who do you take, Iga or the field? Well, uh, again, I, I now have been <laughs> forced. You say I have field, now been there's forced. A lot. There's I, a lot in I, the field. A lot of so. options. I understand, but I'm now forced to take Iga because you took the field. <laughs> so I'm taking Iga. And by the way, it's not a horrible pick since Iga no. has been so incredibly dominant. Having said that, I didn't like the way her United Cup went when she played Jesse Pagula and got absolutely overpowered in that match. I've heard the courts are reasonably quick. Mm -hmm. So the quicker the course, the less good it is for Iga. And Pagula, because she's from Buffalo, Okay. And I'm from Buffalo. I kinda, You're taking the field. I'm taking Pagula. I have to are take you taking Pagula? So you're agreeing. Game. You're agreeing with, with Monica. You're going I, I, against your gut and you're agreeing. I'm agreeing because that was what I was always <laughs> thinking and, and whatever. No, you, you, you talked you it out. Say, you have to be honest. I mean, you, you have this gut feeling. You just got to go for it. All Full right. send. I agree with both of y'all. By the way, first round for Iga, Eula Niemeyer, that's not an easy match at all. Then potentially Coco in the quarters, Jesse in the semis who just beat you pretty handily. I don't know. I'm with y'all. I'm taking the field. All right. Uh, a lot more still to come here on TC Live. We've got our hot shot of the day. We've got live tennis spot of the hour. Plus, you do not want to miss this. An NBA Hall of Famer hitting the practice courts with Alexander Zverev. We'll tell you who it was on the other side. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. 21 major titles from one of the greatest players of all time in one of the most improbable victories of all time. 21, can you do something for me? He got to 22 at Roland Garros. Let's take a look at the odds to win the Australian Open presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Novak Djokovic, the heavy favorite, Jimmy. The only guy with negative odds in this entire draw. And then you got Taylor Fritz, plus 1,700. I think that's a good play. And these odds beg for some money on Rafa, huh? It's interesting to see Rafa there, fifth, sixth favorite. I mean, that's incredible in some ways. Djokovic, you got to believe the way he's played, the way every time he's in Australia, he plays remarkably well. That's the reason why he's the favorite. But uh, Rafa's done you know, pretty well when he's gotten the three out of five sets. <laughs> he's the defending champion. Three out of five sets, it's, it's tough to get yeah. past Rafa most of the time. So, you know, if you had some money to spend, maybe you'd spend it in that direction. Uh, absolutely. Uh, 
Novak Djokovic, obviously heavy fit. He's won 34 straight matches in Australia. Hasn't lost there since 2018, Monica. Do you take him or do you take the field? I would like to see Novak Djokovic win another slam. Obviously, I think there's a lot of surprises. But there's a reason why I do not take predictions on the matches is because, I mean, on a day like last night, I made the prediction and it didn't happen. So I'm going to say Novak Djokovic and there's a couple of others who can take it. So okay, don't no, hold me to go. it. Don't hold me to it. No, I mean, this this really isn't like that. a specific match. This <laughs> yeah. is, you know, the whole, the whole event. The whole so event. you could literally take everyone else to win. The four Novak. Or Novak is the uh, well, question. I'll, just, I'll do Novak. I'm going to go all in on that one. All right. For his 10th Australian Open title, Jimmy, what are you doing? I would have taken Novak. <laughs> but you don't but like I to agree. I never agree with the other person, <laughs> so I'm going field. Okay. <laughs> and who's your field? Like, who are you going to take in that You told field? me I could have the whole field. So yeah. I mean, well, I'm asking the follow-up now. All right. Um, <laughs> Med? <laughs> it's a very suspect Daniil yeah. Medvedev pick I mean, right it there. Was, it was coming out, but no, I don't really feel. I don't know. I mean, I think Djokovic is the player to beat. Yeah, that's the truth of the whole He's... matter. And and if he plays Nadal in a final, I actually switch it over to Nadal because I think Nadal handles the greatest of all time thing better than Djokovic does by a lot. Djokovic wants to be the greatest of all time. Nadal's able to just play one point at a time, no matter who he's playing and where he's playing. It's amazing, actually. So if it comes down to that, those two, I actually will switch to Nadal. Uh, in terms of the odds, are people sleeping on Rafa? I mean, this guy's the defending champion, 22-time major winner. He's the fifth favorite? I mean, I wouldn't be sleeping on him. Every single time he gets on a court, every single player that he plays against is like... I'm going to have to run today. I'm going to have to do a lot of things right to even just try and get a point or a game, let alone a set or a match. So don't sleep on Rafa because he is going to come out ready, especially when it comes to a Grand Slam. Yeah. Three out of five. Uh, I don't, you know. He's just Rafa's the, guy. the year so far. That's the problem. He's lost both of his He has. So but listen, coming into last year's Australian Open, nobody would have picked him. And then he won the whole thing. That's true. All right. Let's talk about the women here. Iga Sviantec. Uh, listen, the last ten champions here. Only two of them are, are in the draw. And that's Sophia Kennan, 2020, who's now ranked 280 in the world. And Victoria Azarenka, who won back in 2012 and 13. So with Iga being far and away the number one player in the world right now, is it safe to say we're going to have a new Australian Open champion? I definitely think so. And there are so many players who can actually take that title. It's a very wide open field in the women's draw. And Iga better watch out because a lot of players are feeling really great and are on fire right now. So the question that we posed before, Djokovic versus the field, you took Novak. Iga versus the field. I think I'm definitely going to take the field on this one. And uh, I'm liking either Pagula or Coco Golf to take it. I'm an American to win. For, uh, Sophia Ken, the last American to win a major on either side in singles, Jimmy. Who do you take, Iga or the field? Well, uh, again, I, I now have <laughs> been forced. I have now field, been there's forced. A lot. There's I, a lot in I, the field. A lot of options. I understand, but I'm now forced to take Iga because you took the field. <laughs> so I'm taking Iga. And by the way, it's not a horrible pick since Iga no. has been so incredibly dominant. Having said that, I didn't like the way her United Cup went when she played Jesse Pagula and got absolutely overpowered in that match. I've heard the courts are reasonably quick. Mm -hmm. So the quicker the courts, the less good it is for Iga. And Pagula, because she's from Buffalo, okay, and I'm from Buffalo. I can't, you're taking the field. I'm taking Pagula. I have to. Are take, you taking Pagula? So you're agreeing. Game. You're agreeing with with Monica. You're going I, against I, your gut and you're agreeing. 
I'm agreeing because that was what I was always <laughs> thinking and, and whatever. No, you, you, you talked you it out. So you have to be honest. I mean, you, you have this gut feeling. You just got to go for it. All Full right. send. I agree with both of y'all. By the way, first round for Iga, Eula Niemeyer, that's not an easy match at all. Then potentially Coco in the quarters, Jesse in the semis who just beat you pretty handily. I don't know. I'm with y'all. I'm taking the field. All right. Uh, a lot more still to come here on TC Live. We've got our hot shot of the day. We've got live tennis bottom of the hour. Plus, you do not want to miss this. An NBA Hall of Famer hitting the practice courts with Alexander Zverev. We'll tell you who it was on the other side. Monica, Jimmy, Steve back on TC Live this Saturday. Don't miss an Australian Open preview show on Sirius XM Radio with our Hall of Famer Tracy Austin. It is Sirius XM Channel 392, Saturday, January 14th. Do not want to miss it. Well, back we go to Hobart. 2019 champion Sophia Kennan looking to find her old form facing Angelina Kalinina, Monica. Kennan said match after match, she is playing better and better. She would need a comeback in this one. I would have to agree with her on the better and better because she has just looked incredible. Obviously, Kalinina getting off to that good start in the first set. It was very windy and breezy conditions, which is something that is very common in Hobart. It's very tough to play there, but Kennan looks absolutely comfortable in any conditions that she plays on. She won the title there before her injury and she has just looked unstoppable especially in this third set just cruising and she is just in perfect form going into the Australian Open in my opinion she's just looking very solid she's moving well she's hitting the ball incredibly well and this just goes to prove that her first semi-final at the WTA level since making the Roland Garros final in 2020 Good signs for Sophia Kennan, joined by Lauren Davis in the final four. The last time two Americans got to the semifinals at Hobart, 2015. All right, let's see what's trending on social media. Chris Goldsmith putting out this tweet of the 16 Aussie Open qualifiers on the women's side, and they range in age from 15-year-old Brenda Fruvertova all the way to 33-year-old Lesia Serenko, Monica. What do you make of this? Oh, my goodness. I'm almost 30, and I feel like, oh, my gosh. I mean, when we have a 15-year-old and then a 33-year-old, you can just see that tennis is starting earlier and earlier and also moving on later and later, which has something to say for how well players are taking care of their bodies, how long you can go in tennis, and it's just wide open. I've always, on the women's side, I always wanted the young players because they were good enough on the women's side of the game to compete, to be able to play full-time. I'm glad to see some teenagers getting through the qualifying. They're not going to get to play every week. It is amazing how the game has gotten back in the day when I played mid-20s, late-20s. You were starting to fade a little bit. Now it's 40s before you start fading. So congratulations to all these players getting through. Americans, Coco Vandeweghe, Katie Volleynets in there as well. And how about this? Uh, after his practice match yesterday, Alexander Zverev got in an extra hit with NBA Hall of Famer Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk in Australia with his family, big tennis fan and player, holds a charity tennis tournament every year in Dallas. And uh, Monica, he can hit the ball pretty well. Absolutely. He followed me, what was it, 2013 
Wimbledon when I made the fourth round there, and I thought that was absolutely incredible. And I've just been seeing how much he loves tennis, how much he likes to get involved in tennis. And this is just incredible that he's even there in Melbourne and hitting some balls at Sparrow. That's pretty cool. I mean, he's got the modern game going. Semi-Western <laughs> grip. He's got the glasses, spin. too, you know. He's got the one-hander, which, you know, makes it a little bit more difficult to return serve. But he's an Evo Karlovic. Yes, he needed to get out on the tour and start hitting serves. Who knows? I mean, he is a heck of an athlete. He is. That's good to see. I, I didn't know he followed you at Wimbledon. That's pretty cool as well. And for Zverev, that's a, you know, one of his favorite players growing up in basketball. A couple of German all-stars there. Uh, meantime, how about this? During their first-round match in Auckland, Jensen Brooksby hit a net court winner against Fabio Fonini to get back on serve in the third game. There it is. Now, as they go to the bench, Fonini wanted him to apologize. Brooksby did not think that it was necessary to apologize. Even like give him a little smirk, a little smile. Fabio's like, what the heck? You hit a net cord. That, that's not cool. Well, Brooksby was asked after the match about Fonini having some choice words for him. Listen in. He said I, I should apologize for net cords, but I was, I was taught that it's not really luck-based with a net cord. So, yeah, that's honestly why I, I, I said that. But <laughs> <laughs> So he's taught it's not luck. So we move to the quarterfinals. Last night against Quentin Alice hits another net cord winner. This one a little more dramatic. And then take a look at Brooksby. Big apology. Both hands up. Sorry. My bad, dude. Thank like Fonini put uh, that quote that it wasn't luck on his Instagram story. And it's, it's so funny. Love the new generation. So, Monica, uh, having just come off tour, when you get a net cord winner, what are we doing? Are we are we saying sorry? Do we mean it? Do we not? I mean, what what's going on? I mean, I usually was always told to say sorry, but in Brooksby's defense in the first one, Fognini did not have a play on the ball. He was just kind of standing there. Ball hits the net, then he makes a move. In the second one, he said sorry because genuinely it was a pretty lucky shot. So, you know, I can understand. You do a lucky shot like that, you say sorry, but if it's kind of like a, a, a ball that's not really going to be in play afterward, I'll just keep going with it. The truth is that hasn't changed from when I played or from when Fred Perry played or Don <laughs> Buck played. You say sorry, mm -hmm. but you're not really sorry. Mm -hmm. you're, you're incredibly happy and excited that you managed to get it, you, that you managed like... to get this lucky shot off, but you just say sorry. Why? I don't know. It's okay. just what's happened Tennis from the beginning of time till But now. if you don't mean it, well, you're just talking about, you know, say what you mean, right? Be yeah, honest. I mean, honestly, none of us mean it. <laughs> you know, we hit, we hit that shot and then we're like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then inside we're like, Shh. Exactly. And then we just walk around. And you then are kind of, you are kind of sorry. Like you're. Are you, you though? Really? No, you're, you're very happy that you got the point. Exactly. But so it you're does not sorry. feel. I don't know. Less I don't think you're sorry. Oh, you play to win the game. Especially if it's like a break point or something, you are definitely not sorry oh, you're definitely there. Not sorry. So, no. do you care about the other person apologizing? So, if they get it, are you like, oh my god, I can't believe you didn't say sorry? No, usually I'm not. I just turn around and walk away, and then under my breath, I'm like, I can't believe she did that. That's so lucky or whatever. But you know, if if she says sorry or not, it's just whatever. You, you heard it from Monica. Nobody, nobody's really sorry. <laughs> Stop the sorry, not sorry apologies. Here's our schedule coming up.
TC Live tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, leading to the finals in Adelaide, Auckland, and Hobart. And, of course, starting Sunday, I will be joined by the Hall of Famers Martina Navratilova, Lindsay Davenport, plus Prakash Amitraj, John Wertheim, our two-hour Australian Open TC Live pregame show, 5 o'clock Eastern. Australian Open coverage, 7 a.m. Eastern, and encore coverage all day long. Coming up, bottom of the hour, just moments away from live tennis, Elisabetta Cochiaretta taking on Sophia Kennan. It'll be Monica and Ari Wolf on the call. We'll get you ready after a quick break. Arias Puig Weissman back with you on TC Live. Our hot shot of the day. This is Beatrice Haddad Maya, 5-3. Break point. First set against Paula Bedosa. Bedosa in the far court, Jimmy. What's happening? Trying to get back in the set. Haddad Maya on break point, and she comes up with that forehand down the line on the run. I'm not crazy about her forehand, to be honest, most of the time, but she found the right spot here with that little flick of the wrist. Be lost. Thea got our hot shot, and then Paula Bedosa had to uh, withdraw today. Now, are you mad, Monica, if you lose to somebody and then that person withdraws the next round? I mean, I would be a little bit upset, but at the end of the day, I did lose the match. Yes. So I can't really say. It's kind of like that Taylor Fritz that happened at Wimbledon, yeah. and all of a sudden Rafa pulled out, but he said the right thing. I didn't win the match, so I don't deserve to go on. Now, I wouldn't be that mature. <laughs> <laughs> That's a if you, lo if you lost, you lost, that. right? I wouldn't be either, but my coaches would tell me that <laughs> okay. thing. They would be like, well, you didn't win, technically, so. <laughs> you didn't deserve to move on. In <laughs> fact, true? you lost to somebody that was hurt. So that's even a worse loss, yeah. right? Uh, a lot of good tennis coming up tonight. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Cam Norrie taking on Jensen Brooksby. Jimmy, what's most important for Brooksby to get the win? Uh, he's going to have to serve better than he serves most of the time. Um, that's going to be a matchup of players that do better than they look. So I don't know who they both look sort of awkward and ugly and don't hit the ball as big as other players. Okay. They find ways to win both of them. So it'll be a interesting matchup to see which one finds the way against the guy who doesn't look so good. Don't pass the eye test, but they get the wins either way. Uh, Monica, you're going to be calling Sophia Kennan, Elisabetta Cochioretto. Kennan looking to make her first final since Roland Garros 2020, when it was the fall edition. What improvements have you seen from her this week? I love Kennan's movement around the court. She's been moving extremely well, and I really like how she's just dominating on all cylinders on the court. She's being very aggressive, moving into the court. She's been serving well, returning well. Just in general, Kennan is one of those types of players that every time I would see her practicing next to me, I was just always in awe of her timing. She hmm. always seems to time the ball so well, stays low, moves well. So, in general, she's she's... I mean, I don't have a word for it. She's just flawless at the moment. Flawless at the moment. She looks the same as she looked when she was winning the Australian Open. Exactly. The, the way when you're watching the points, she's just sort of in control, hitting deep to the corners, not missing much, moving pretty well. It's quite a difference than what we saw a few months ago. Yeah. It's an amazing improvement that she's made in this tournament. It, it is wonderful to see. Jimmy, it's been awesome to have you here. Um, Monica, you did so well. We're bringing you back tomorrow. Amazing. tomorrow, too. You've got it. You're not done with me. I don't no. think you're on the show, though. Oh, I'm not? Oh. Yeah. Prakash is on the show tomorrow. Should we get a couple oh. tissues? I think he's going to cry. He's going to have a singular tear. Singular tear. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for watching TC Live. Monica's going to head to the booth and join Ari when we come back. Sophia Cannon, Elisabetta Cochiaretto, semifinals from Tasmania. Don't go anywhere.